Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What's up, everybody? It's the Italian football fan cat. No, it's not. It's the Forza Time Football Podcast. That's how long <laughs> I've done this for. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. What's up, everybody? It's the Forza Italian Football Podcast. It's the special one that Connor Clancy said you were all going to get on Monday's show or Tuesday's show, depending on when you listen to it. But Connor Clancy is not hosting this special podcast. It is Dov that's hosting it. But Connor Clancy is here. Connor, say hello. Hello, everybody. I think it was the super special bumper Champions League final preview pod, isn't it? Is that what you called it? I, don't, I, I, I think don't so. I went all out anyway. You're all out. There we go. Well, this is how super special and bumper it is. Not only have you got me as a host, so you can have a break, you've also got Pod Rag Whelan back on the show due to popular demand. I'm not sure how popular it would be, Dov, but yeah, certainly. Happy to be back again. Podrick, I'm happy to have you here, but are you going to let him away with pronouncing your name like that? That's how you say it, Podrig. Well, no. Or is it Podrig? Or is it well, Pod, Podrig? How do, you, how do you say it? Come on then, Clancy's. How do we say it? Well, let the man say it himself, surely. Oh, no, you, you, you seem to be the expert on <laughs> him, so. Podrig. Podrick, yeah. but there's not a W in it. It's like, like, there's a photo like over the A, though. Yes, that is true. There is. Christ almighty. Oh, well. Podrick. Hi, Podrick. Welcome to the show, Podrick. It's good to have you back, Podrick. How, how are things in the Paddy Shack? Yes, yeah, all the, good. All good. This is where we keep Paddy in. When he's in hibernation, when he's not on the podcast, he lives in a little Paddy Shack, so. Um, I only have... get to break out for the big games like Champions League finals, so 
You've unleashed the lock on the, the paddy circuit with the pier. Oh Christ, how will how will we get on back in? Who knows? <laughs> Send your suggestions into to us on Twitter. And uh, before we begin, I'm just I just want to um tell everybody about Patreon. We've got a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Fortress Attack Football. Obviously doing all these podcasts, bonus podcasts, the YouTube channel, writing articles and things like that. It takes up some time and we all do this out of the goodness of our hearts. Um, but what we we want to bring more stuff to you. We want to increase production value, give you more content. So go over to Patreon and if you would be so kind, donate anything you like. One dollar, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, a thousand dollars if you would be so kind. Um, and then that would help us out a lot, obviously, to do some more of this stuff on the time football, which you do so love. And be aware that we'll be giving people, our patrons, some um, special rewards in the next few weeks as well. So um, stay tuned for that. And then anybody that joins before we announce those rewards will still get them because we're nice like that. So there you go. Um, and remember, we're on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for us at Time Football, and we'll be there. You'll see us. You'll see the little screaming man, and you'll be good. Right. So this is the super special bumper amazing Champions League podcast because the Champions League final is coming up on Saturday in Cardiff, and Juventus are taking on Real Madrid, and we've got to talk about it. Uh, so, Clancy, I'm coming to you first. Right. We did a video, I think, when the when the Real Madrid and Juve got. Both got to the final and confirmed places in Vieri, I think, did it. And he suggested that Juventus were actually the favourites. Most bookies, bookmakers, betting people have got Real Madrid as favourites. And because of that, Vieri got absolute pelters for it. Um, people were a bit angry with him. Um, however, I'm a bit inclined to agree just looking at the form of the two teams, how they got to the final and things like that. So I want to get your thoughts. What, who, who do you see as the favourites for the game? Like in any game involving Madrid, it's kind of hard to back against them. But I'm personally agreeing with you and Vieri. I think Juventus will just about do it. The thing about Juve is we spoke about them on the podcast way early on in the season. I think it was back in February when the the knockout stages were getting underway. February, March, whenever that was. And I think it was Luca who originally made the point that you kind of fancy Juventus in the games that they're not clear favourites more so than you do in the games where they are especially in the Champions League, because they've shown it this season as well. Against Barcelona, that first leg, when people were still a little bit on the Barcelona bandwagon after that PSG turnaround, and, and Juve just smashed them. It was one of the most professional Champions League performances I've seen. Obviously, you'd have plenty more experience watching Champions League than I would, though, but there aren't many that top that for me. But one mistake I think people are making when they're looking at this game is it's being billed as a bit of an unstoppable attack against an immovable defence. But I think the battles in midfield and the little interesting subplots within the game are more interesting to look at, to be honest. One that I've picked out is Dani right. Alves against Marcelo. Right, hold on, I will come to that later. I will come to okay. the subplots okay. and things in a minute. Well, Paddy, what do you think then about Juve being favourites? Or, or did your Real be natural favourites and Vieri suggesting Juve are? Yeah, I don't agree with the, the notion that, that Juve are favourites. Um, I know Allegri... Uh, is that because you're a betting man? <laughs> you're, well, just, you're going yeah. with the bookies. Bookies know best. Well, that, that's that's exactly what I was about to say. That the old, As the old saying goes, you'll never meet a, a poor bookie. They, they usually know what they're doing. They usually get it right. And if they have Real Madrid as the favourites, I'd probably be inclined to agree with them they're, and they're big enough favourites as well I think you can get Juventus around 2-1 to one, which is 
quite surprising for a for a one-off final between two champions of the two countries. And the only thing that I'd say is that, as much as I see Real Madrid as being the slight favourites, I think this is probably a real final where you could say that the two best teams in the competition and the two best teams in Europe this season are probably in the final. You know, some years that might not be the case, just the way the draw falls, or maybe a team get a surprise result here or there, maybe surprises a, a more fancy team. But I think this year the, the champions of Spain, the champions of Italy, the two strongest teams, or two strongest leagues, sorry, in my opinion, the two of them have been pretty impressive as well on the way to, to doing it. So I think we're just in for a good game because the two of them, they're going to put on a, a great show if their performance is both in the league and in the Champions League already this season, anything to go by. Well, I think we all hope it's, it's a good game, certainly. Um, right, right, Connor. So you want to get into some of the more kind of battles and things between the teams. So how, how, do, how are we thinking the teams are going to line up? And then, Connor, I'll get you to kind of go through your subplots and stuff in a second. But, Paddy, who would you say are kind of the danger men for these teams? And how do you think they'll, they'll, they'll kind of both set up their stalls? I think the big one going into the game for me is, I know it's obvious, but Ronaldo, just simply because of his goal scoring in the, the previous rounds. I know it's... <laughs> so yes. you really had to think about that one, didn't you? It's like... Well, yeah, I know, I know you could kind of, you could be kind of trendy about it. Like I think Allegri was asked who he thinks Real Madrid's the big danger man for them is, and he actually said Casemiro. Which think struck some people by surprise. That's but what Simeone said last season. Simeone said exactly the same thing because I was I remember sitting there in the press conference when he goes, "Oh, Casemiro's Real Madrid's best player." I was like, "What is this boy thinking yeah. about?" Two men, two years in a row going into the final. I mean, who are we to <laughs> both highlight to, Casemiro? <laughs> yeah, who are we to say they're wrong? And I think Allegri, it was a fair point that that he was making, where he, he did kind of make the point that without the work that Casemiro does, maybe Ronaldo and, and the rest of the guys, Isco, Benzema, don't get the chances in the game. But all that aside, I think Ronaldo, he's the one man in the park that, that he, he just seems to live for these big games. And, you know, he had people kind of doubting him this season. There was even people at the Bernabeu booing him at stages, which he wasn't too happy about at all. And he, he just, he, I think he lives for proving people wrong and being the main man in these games. So, He's kind of, I think, the obvious pick. But like the the two coaches recently have said, Casemiro could be the man to to stifle Juve and kind of keep maybe Dybala in check. So he's one, I think, to, to keep a close eye on for, for Real anyway. Right, Connor, right. tell us about your um, subplots. I've plenty of them, Dove. Right, right. We'll, go, I, right, I right. We'll, we'll, we'll do the one you mentioned then. What about Dani Alves and Marcelo? Because Dani Alves is... Had a great season for Juve, a free transfer member coming at the start of the season from Barcelona, and just kind of as the season's gone on, he's just stepped up in big game after big game, not just set up goals, scoring them as well. And then you've got Marcelo, who some would say is been as big of a kind of cog in that Real Madrid machine as the likes of Casemiro. Yeah, well, they're probably two of the most dominant players on their respective sides in the world. I can't think of many that dominate the right flank better than Dani Alves does in attack and defence and the same can be said for Marcelo but one thing that's interesting about the two of them is that they're kind of mirror images of each other they are both always up and down but when they go up and join in the attack they don't really hug the wing 
as you'd expect a more traditional wing back to. They kind of move into these central roles and they're obviously both brilliant on the ball as you would kind of expect from most Brazilians. But I think the battle between the two of them is going to go a long way to determining the outcome of this game. Yeah, I think he was the, I may be wrong, but certainly with a week to go in the season, he was the only defender and he's the leading assist creator, the man with the most assists, I should even say, for any defender in the top five leagues. So I suppose that tells you tells you how important he is in attack as well as in defence, which I think he is. He is the Bar- sorry, the Bayern Munich game. He seemed to just drag them forward time and time again at the Bernabeu. When there was times in that second half when Bayern probably had Real on the ropes a little, and he, I know Ronaldo was the man who got the headlines deservedly for the hat trick, but Marcelo that night was one man who just he would not give in from the first minute to the last. So. It definitely is an interesting battle, that one, between the, the two of them down that flank. Right, well, right. well we mentioned Allegri highlighting Casemiro. Zidane said that the biggest danger is Paulo Dybala. How, how, how good has he become this season? Fantastic, but he's still got a lot of developing to do. He only scored around 10 goals in Serie A this season. And I know he's not a traditional number nine striker, they have Gonzalo Higuain in the team to do that. But um, no, Dybala's fantastic and even more so in Europe than he has been in the in Serie A this season. He was amazing against Barcelona. He scored two goals in that 3-0 win at the Juventus Stadium back in Turin, I think. He can create chances as well as score them. And him and Gonzalo Higuain seem to have a really good partnership up there. And Higuain is another who will be looking to prove everybody in the world, and especially those at Real Madrid, wrong. Well, that's another one for your subplots, isn't it? There's, there's quite a few of them. Like all yeah, that's these one of the big guys ones. against the former clubs. You've him, Kadira, Morata, well. Morata. Yeah, it seems to be set up. I think for for Morata, maybe. I think the feeling in Madrid is that that he kind of owes them one for 2015 when he put them out in the in the semi final with the two goals. One at home and one at the Bernabeu to send them through. So I think even though he might be off in the summer, they kind of hoping he'll he'll sign off with taking down his old club. I wonder if he'll celebrate. Well, he didn't the last time, did he? So what? What about other players then? Obviously, one of the big debates around Real Madrid is whether or not Isco or Gareth Bale are going to start. The final, obviously, Gareth Bale is his home country, blah, blah, blah. So it's kind of this big emotional thing, a big important thing for him. But Isco, every time he's pretty much played this season, he's been immense and one of Real Madrid's best players, Podrick. So who would you go for if you were in Zinedine Zidane's shoes? I think it's, it's pretty much a no-brainer. If, if the, the whole Cardiff factor wasn't around Bale, then maybe there wouldn't be as big a, a push for him to play. But for me, it's definitely Isco. I think he, like you said, he's been the decisive man kind of in recent weeks. He, he's stepped up when, whenever Zidane's used him, either out wide or kind of he's moved into this more of a number 10 role. And it's given Ronaldo, obviously, the chance to, to play in a more central berth himself. And he's been, he's been reaping the rewards of that. So Isco's not just influenced the, the teams through his own play, but also... In, by coming into the side and it's allowed Zidane to shake up the formation and that's been to, to help the team as a whole. But as a player, I think he's fantastic, probably. He's very underrated. He's kind of maybe only got his chance 
a proper chance at, at Real Madrid this season and he's making the most of it. So I think he's he's definitely going to start because Bale he's kind of he's struggled for most of the season as well through injury and well he's been injured Isco's made the most of his chance so it would be very very harsh on him I think to to drop him at this stage I don't think Zidane well I think Isco's pretty much a, a certainty to start but I'm sure uh, you'll see Bale at some stage from the bench and uh, that's quite a dangerous prospect but as well. I was going to say do, do, you, do you think that though yeah. Patrick sorry to cut you off but do you think he would do that though because like you say Bale's been really kind of like you say, struggled with injury all season, and obviously, even though the final is in his home country and things like that, do you think that the, the Zidane would say bring him on if if Juventus are winning or if there's that if, if Real are only one goal up or something like that, where the game's a bit on a knife edge? Do you think he would take that risk? It's hard to know for sure where Bale's fitness is. I know he's been doing double sessions for pretty much the last week, ten days, but he still he hasn't received proper playing time and there's probably no substitute for match sharpness and maybe to take that risk on him it is a fair shout that it would be a big call to make to to throw somebody in in the Champions League final if you're not convinced or not at 100% I think the big one that kind of springs to mind was when Simeone took the risk a few years ago and Diego Costa and it, it mm. backfired pretty early and he had to waste the substitution by taking him off because he wasn't fit to start the game so it is interesting these these big games, whether or not coach decides to take that risk. I think if Bale, if he isn't in any way fit to play a part, um, I'd be surprised if you didn't see him at some stage because he is the kind of player that, even if you only got maybe 20 minutes out of him, if Juventus are tiring or anything like that at any stage, he's he's a perfect man to kind of bring on to stretch a defence or catch them out in the break. So I'd probably be surprised if you don't see him, but Definitely not not from the start, and I suppose it depends as well, maybe how the game's panning out at that stage. Mm. That's probably the perfect way to play it as well, isn't it? Because if from a defensive point of view, and looking at this from Juventus's perspective, Isco's more of an unpredictable player. Like he could pop up anywhere. The position he plays isn't as rigid as where Bale usually starts, and you kind of know what you're going to get from Bale to an extent. Although he's obviously a brilliant player, but especially with Bale being not fully fit as he said he could still come on and give you half an error and if you're a tiring and aging Juventus defence the last person you want to see coming off the bench is Gareth Bale mm. Right well talking about this Juventus defence and obviously is, is led essentially by Gianluigi Buffon everybody's kind of talking about this This could be his last chance to win the Champions League it's the only trophy bar of the European Championships that he's not won how important is Buffon in this team we've spoken about that you mentioned Dybala Higuain but what does Buffon mean to this Juve? I don't know if I'm overdoing it, but I think he is as important to Juve as Ronaldo is to Madrid and Messi is to Barcelona. He is so important. You see, that the famous back three, the BBC, that Juve have isn't really true yeah, I mean, anymore. I, I thought BBC was Bale, Benzema and Cristiano. Like, yeah, no, this You're spending too much time with Marca, guys. you got to get back on the Italian scene. <laughs> Oh. It's the BBC. Maybe one oh. of them could be CBB. <laughs> CBBs meets the BBC. <laughs> Christ. Keep going, Connor. You may have changed from the back three to the back four, and obviously Bonucci and Chiellini are the ever-present in defence, but Buffon is 
always there organizing it whether it's three or four they play at the back and i think if we're going to talk about their defense if you'll allow me to dogs they're probably going to line up with four at the back rather than the three because barzali has kind of become more of a a rotated player now and he seems to come on when they're looking to see a game out that they're already leading they'll go from the four at the back to the three at the back then just to protect their lead but yeah Buffon he's he's huge isn't he and personally I would love to see him win the Champions League just because he deserves it doesn't he does he deserve it like I'm going to be cynical and I'm going to play devil's advocate here but does he deserve it like I know player... Buffon. yeah does he deserve it absolutely Why? Like, he's Why? been the most incredible goalkeeper for how long that 20 years as long as I've been living Gigi Buffon has been one of the best goalkeepers if not the best goalkeeper in the oh, world but nobody's arguing that no, no, I'm not saying but, how good he is I'm saying yeah, does but, he deserve it does, it, does a player deserve it just because they're good well obviously they have to be good to be in contention. I don't, I don't really know how to answer that. I think it's always a shame. So it's, it's one of those, it's, it's almost like a trick question. It's just a thing that kind of like when people say he deserves, he deserves it. Why? And it's like you, nobody can really answer why he deserves it because he's a good player. Well, Francesco Totti is a good player. Why does he not deserve to win it? But I think that's loyal accepted when, though, isn't it? That Totti did deserve to win more, but he chose to stay at Roma rather than going to Real Madrid. No, but it's just an example. I, I don't think. Players deserve to win anything. You've got to be part of a team that's good enough to win it. Then you deserve it. If you win it. You you deserve to win it if you win it. That's it. End of story. So, sorry, Connor, for annoying you a bit. Put on my place there. Yeah, um, Speaking, though, I think of people deserving something, the, the one kind of good thing, I suppose, about, where you're talking about the Juventus defence is, I remember before the 2015 final, when I think we were all pretty much... Not too despondent but you were kind of a little more negative about Juve's chances because they didn't have Chiellini against Barcelona that night mm. so I'm not saying Chiellini deserves to win it but I think he's certainly a man who maybe deserves the chance to play in this big game at least once in his career so I'm, I'm <laughs> happy to see but why does he deserve that to- <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be careful skirting around that what I will say is I'm happy to see to see him being part of the team for this one because I think he was badly missed that year, I think he might be even a little bit more extra fired up for this one. The fact he missed it before, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's booked quite early on. Maybe. What <laughs> uh, one thing I, I kind of I, I want to kind of just go a bit more general talking about you, like I think Connor, you mentioned the the attack and the defense, and that's where everybody thinks that this is going to be. I think the Juventus are actually the most balanced team in Europe in terms of got a great defence, they've got a really strong midfield and they've got fantastic strikers. I, I, I think when you, when, you can, when you look at like that, the team and as a whole, it's almost perfect because you've got players that can do all different kind of j- Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jobs, and you've got solid backline like finishers, you've got playmakers, you've got wingers, you've got kind of hard men in midfield, you've got midfielders that have got a little bit more delicacy and technique. You, they've, they've essentially, for me, got everything. Whereas when I look at Real Madrid, I think goalkeeper, there's a big question mark over Keylor Navas, and defensively, I think Real Madrid can be gotten at, as, as, as has been the case plenty of times this season. So that, so kind of that's kind of going back to the first question about you, who are favourites. I think just overall... For me, Juventus just look much more complete. Is um, it fair to say that, as ridiculous as it sounds, given his form in Serie A, that the perceived weak link in this Juventus team in a big game could be Gonzalo Higuain? That, that would be the easy answer, wouldn't it? But Gonzalo Higuain scores hundreds of goals. So to yeah, say, but given his reputation as a bit of a bottler in finals, which is probably a bit unfair. Yeah, I think, I, I a lot think of people that, that would be harsh on him. The, that that bottler kind of reputation he has. I don't know what you guys think, but I, I think it might be. Oh, I suppose looking for something that might not be there. He he, he has won things in in his career as well, and and he's probably in the best form of his career. Yeah, coming off yeah. the back of his best ever season to then go and more or less do the same thing for Juve. And I think what might as well help him at Juve is the just the mentality around the club. They're a winning club. They win. Yeah. And yeah, think, he's not carrying Juve like he was carrying Napoli. No, uh, yeah, and and if he's got players like Buffon and Bonucci, Chiellini who win all the time, the Marquis or guys that are kind of ingrained in that club, and they're just used to winning, they're used to winning things, then that will kind of permeate through to to him, yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. as well. The, um, the only slight pressure I think maybe that, that and he probably could only heap it on himself is when you think like Juventus. They did one five in a row last season. Last summer, they went out to buy a striker who'd win them the Champions League. Like this, this is pretty much the game that he was bought for for Juve to to win them these kind of games, to score the goals, to win them these games. So, kind of to what Connor was touching on, this, this reputation he has, I'm sure he's he's well aware of of what people say about him, and you add that into the the big money that was paid and that the reason that that they they paid that money to win them the Champions League. I suppose that that could have an effect on him in the game itself, but we'll only we'll only have to wait and see how how it goes for. Him. No pressure, Gonzalo. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> right, look a little bit. Let's look at the coaches then, because you've got uh, Max Allegri, who tons of experience, uh, got his team to the Champions League final twenty fifteen. Won, uh, I think, what three? Soft, maybe I'll be four now. Four Serie A titles. 
three Coppa Italia, I think. Uh, maybe a four, I can't remember. I've, I've not got any statistics in front of me. Against Sidenzin Zidane, who is in his second year as a top-tier coach. He's won the Champions League in his first year and just won the Liga in his second year and has the potential to be the first coach, or the first, I think the first coach since Arrigo Saki to win the kind of the Champions League back-to-back. How are you looking at the two coaches? I'm fascinated by Zidane because I thought he was just doing, you know what Roberto Di Matteo did at Chelsea? He just came in and didn't tell the players to do anything. When Real Madrid won the Champions League last year, I kind of thought there was a bit of that going on. But this year, I think the most outstanding thing that he's achieved is the way he's managed Cristiano Ronaldo. He Apparently, there was a big conversation they had back at the start of the season when Zidane basically sat Ronaldo down and told him that he wanted him to deliver in March, April, May, which in previous seasons he kind of slowed down by then. And he told Ronaldo that he wasn't going to play in every game and he was going to need to be rested when Zidane saw fit. And for Ronaldo to take that on board, I just think, shows how good Zidane's man management is. Because can you imagine anyone trying to have that conversation with Cristiano Ronaldo and him actually taking it and not having a tantrum? I think that's the biggest bit of credit you can give to the Zidane's management skills, I think. I think Allegri's kind of... The same could be maybe said for him. The the big example maybe that springs to mind was the, the rift that he had with Bonucci and, and how quickly that was sorted out and for the, the good of the team. So I think Allegri's got those same kind of man management skills as well. Uh, the, the battle between the coaches, I, I think it, it really is such an interesting one, Dov. Probably the most interesting one we've, we've had in the final for years because, like you said, it's this kind of this rookie coach who was an unbelievable player on his day and he's just kind of took over this team that they, they weren't, weren't a bad team, but remember they hadn't won a La Liga title for so long and he's, Zidane's kind of took them and, and just probably gone above and beyond all expectations for the season, whether they win the final or not. It's still been a, a very successful season, I think, for Real Madrid. And then you have Allegri, who kind of maligned at the start at Juve, and now he's arguably he's probably become more popular than Conte was before him, which would be hard to to think when he, he took the job and he's been to the final before and lost in the final before. So I think there's just so many uh, so many interesting angles to to the the battle in the benches. I think I think with Allegri, I think kind of kind of going off what Connor said about Zidane. I think tactically Allegri will have the upper hand. Uh, obviously, we'll be a bit biased here, but but Italian football tactically is pretty much as good as you're going to get in world football in a general sense obviously I know you can get coaches from other leagues that are tactically as astute as Italian coaches but generally Italian coaches are tactically on the ball and I think Allegri is he knows when to switch it from a back four to a back three he knows when to like for example play Mandzukic on the on the wing where you think Mario Mandzukic can't play there but he sacrificed himself for the team and he's got results and he scores goals from there as well I think the way Allegri uses his players and the, the kind of tactical tweaks that he can make in games is probably a little bit better than Zidane. My opinion of Zidane kind of goes down Connor's, Connor's line. I think Zidane, maybe not as the most tactically astute, but I think what he's done really, really well all season is the, the, the way he's managed the, the, the dressing room. Like you said, Ronaldo is probably the, the best example, but players like Isco, who at one point was linked with a move to Barcelona in the summer, and he's got him, and he's he's playing his best football probably of his career, and he's signed a new deal, and he was going to stay at Real Madrid. 
So I think we're and like Alvaro Morata, another one who's mumping and moaning a bit around about December, January time that he wasn't getting enough games, but Zidane's kind of managed to get him in the team, and when he does play, he scores. I think I think I, 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 I'm not sure if this is correct, but he's maybe got one of the best kind of minutes to goals ratios in the entire Real Madrid team. So, yeah, I think he's. It's only Ronaldo I think that scored more goals than him mm-hmm. in La Liga for Real Madrid, and he, he hardly ever starts for them. So. Yeah. Just shows the kind of confidence, I suppose Zidane has not Yeah, exactly. So, right. So, Connor, if you were if you were having to pick a coach, who would you pick to coach the Connor Clancy FC fantasy team? I'd give it to Allegri. Yeah, to Allegri. like you say, he's he's tactically a level above, I think. And with hindsight, you can see that what he managed to do with Milan. I know he was derided for it, but the fact that he got them into the Champions League when they were the mess had begun by then. Let's be honest and. The Milan fans wanted him out, and he's shown them since that he definitely wasn't the problem there. Now that that was, I was actually talking to a former podcaster, Chris Volks, last week about exactly this thing, and me and him, I think, both at the time said that that was Allegri's greatest achievement was getting Milan into the Champions League when that team was terrible. However, if he wins the Champions League, that'll be his greatest achievement. So there you go. He had Kevin Constant in that team. Kevin Constant is a legend, Connor Constant. What are you talking <laughs> I'm not about? This. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Constant can play anywhere on the pitch. Put my left back, great. Left wing, great. Number 10, brilliant. Do not speak ill. He can line up Kevin. anywhere on the pitch, but he can't play anywhere on the terrible, pitch. Terrible, terrible. People, what's your new Twitter handle, Connor, so people can tweet you abuse? I don't know. Change <laughs> I can't remember what it changed. Was it, was it, was it like Con J Clancy? I think that sounds right. about right. Yeah, yeah. let's so go. Tweet, with that. tweet, Connor abuse about Kevin. Some Clancy. poor guy in middle of <laughs> America is, is about to. <laughs> dogs yeah, apparently my name is really common, so I, it took me a long time to find a combination that worked. Right there we go. Right, we're gonna we're gonna get into some fun things right before before we finish. We've got a quiz, so everybody, you can play along on your journey wherever you are. Um, and if you want to tweet us and say how many how many you got right, you can do that as well. That would be lovely. Just do hashtag FIFpod and that would be great. We'll retweet some of you guys as well. Um, so, Connor Podrag, uh, here is the quiz. There's only 10 questions and I'll give you multiple choice as well just to get it a bit faster, all right? Question one in the, the great Champions League final amazing bumper quiz. Which of these players has not scored with Juventus in a Champions League final? All right. Connor, David Trezeguet, Mikel Platini, or Del Piero? Ah, they're all before my time. Del Piero. Podrick, what were you? Uh, Trezeguet. One point to Podrick. David Trezeguet has not scored in a Champions League final with Juve. There you go. Who is the top scorer in the history of Champions League finals? Podrick, you've got the choice of Sergio Ramos, Cristiano Ronaldo, or joint... Di Stefano and Puskas. I'll go. There was that famous Glasgow final, wasn't there, when they banged them in? So I'll go see the Di Stefano Puskas one. Probably you, Clancy. I was going to go for that, but now it just sounds like I'm copying. Right, give me C. Right, C. Yeah, that's correct. They've both scored seven goals each in Champions League slash European Cup finals. Right, Connor. How many goals have Juventus scored in the eight Champions League finals they have played? Oh, this is terrible. I thought you were going to say how many they conceded this season. And they've played eight. They've only won two, is it? Mm-hmm. We're not getting multiple choice in this one, no? No, no, no. It's a, pick, a, or pick a number. Yeah, 11. 11. What about you, Podrig? Uh, I'm going to say eight. 
Podrig, Podrig, Podrig gets this because it's a bit closer. The actual number is four. Oof. What? There you go. They've only scored four goals in the in eight, fi- in eight finals. There you go. Statistic. Right. How many penalties, Podrick, have Real Madrid scored in Champions League finals? Uh, four. Connor? Five. Oh, and that's another point to Podrick. They've actually, <laughs> they've actually scored three. Di Stefano Puskas and Cristiano Ronaldo have all scored penalties in Champions League finals. I was counting penalty shootouts, though. Oh, no, I no, bet no. you were. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, talking about penalty shootouts, Connor, and how many finals have Juventus had a penalty shootout? Eight finals altogether. Given they were low scoring, I'll go for a, a high number. They've had penalty shootouts in three of their finals. All right. Podrick? I can only remember two they definitely had, so I'm just going to stick with two. And Podrick gets it on the head. Not this is I'm had to. If I quit, it's only a 3 0 defeat, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Podrick. How many goals have Real Madrid scored in the 14 finals they've played? That's outrageous. Um, say 28. Alright, what about you, Connor? 27. <laughs> Connor, you should have been higher. They've scored 33. 33 goals. I'm terrible at this. You are. Uh, right, Connor, which player has scored the most Champions League goals for Juventus? Oh, Trezeguet. Podrick? Ah. Stole my one. I was going to say Trezeguet. I'll say Del Piero instead. Oh, Podrick gets that again. Del Piero. This is a describe. This is fixed. You took 40, that one off. 44 <laughs> goals. <laughs> 44 goals Del Piero scored for Juve in the Champions League. So there you go. Right, back to Connor. Uh, and how many Champions League finals have Real Madrid failed to score? How many have they played? 14. 14. 14. Uh, they have failed to score in one of them. Podrick? Uh, zero. One for Connor on the on the on the button. They've only I'm failed not to even score in one. Now. It was I'm against, annoyed when I get against, I, They failed to score against Liverpool in nineteen eighty one. So there you go. Uh, uh, Podrick, which Juventus player scored their last goal in a Champions League final? Uh, Morata. Connor? Yeah, it was Morata. It was Morata. See, that was a really easy one. Yeah, I remember that one. There you go. Um, right, and Connor, last one. How many penalties have Real Madrid missed in a Champions League final? Three. Podrick? One. Wow, Podrick gets Mateos in the, the 1959 final. Missed I that remember penalty. it well. Yeah. <laughs> Can I report match fixing, please? Uh, listen, this is this may be an Italian football podcast, but none of that <laughs> none of that stuff goes on here. We have match fixing in Ireland now. This may be an Italian football podcast with Irish people involved, but there is no match fixing here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Constant cry of a sore loser, dog. That was all that was. Uh, you do have a track record of winning FIF quizzes, Podrick. That, that is true. That is true. Podrick, the quiz master, everybody. Um, right, so we're, we're pretty much at the end of this. So, some final thoughts. Podrick, I want to get some final thoughts and then I want you to predict the winner. How do you think this is going to go? Um, I think I think it's going to be fairly low scoring. Um, I can't see there being a lot of goals in the game, despite you know Real Madrid of that long record. I think it goes back to the Champions League quarter-final last season when they or semi-final, sorry, against Man City when they last failed to score. So, so that's quite daunting for Juve, as, as good as the defence is. 
to keep that attack quiet. I think it's. I don't think it will be decided in ninety minutes. Um, and if I was had to pick a winner, I think I'd have to go Real Madrid. I just think they've kind of been there, done it before, did it last season. Obviously, chance to make history for them. I think they might just do enough, maybe an extra time, or possibly in a penalty shootout. But I'm just not overly confident on it. But I'm going to say Real Madrid. There you go, Connor. Um, with him and that I think it's going to be low scoring and that there's absolutely no way this finishes in 90 minutes for me but um, it doesn't really matter what I predict because everything he says is right but I, I, I'm going to say the That's, romantic is your wants, thinking of Connor <laughs> <laughs> the romantic in me wants it to go to penalties and for Big Buffon to come up the hero so I'll, I'll go with Juve on penalties Buffon oh, score the winning one Connor yeah score <laughs> save him Oh, for that, that would be something. That would be something. We're not getting a prediction from you, Dov. Well, uh, I think I think it will be low scoring as well. I think that UV defence is top notch, and it'll be difficult for Real Madrid to get through it. Um, but I think overall, uh, I think Real Madrid will step up just for the fact you've got big Cristiano who does it in the big games. But I think it'll be tough, really tough, and it'll be sad. Buffon will cry. That's what I think. Regardless if he wins or loses, I think he'll cry. You get proper oh, I don't tears. Wanna, don't want to see that again. <laughs> there you go. Right, so that's that's us finished. I think well that that's enough. Everybody should be well up for the for the Champions League final now. Uh, obviously, if, get in touch with us on Twitter at Serie FFC on Facebook, Forza Time Football. Remember as well, I mentioned it at the start of the show, but if you do want to help us out on Patreon, it's patreon.com slash Forza Time Football. So go on and be as generous as you would like to be. That would be. I would honestly help us out really, really a lot. So do that. Um, and obviously, there's going to be loads of stuff going on on, on Forza Time Football over the next kind of four or five days. I will be there in Cardiff. So we'll maybe do some Facebook Live stuff. Um, so get on the Facebook page and you'll be able to see my lovely face. I had a haircut and everything, so you might like it. Um, yeah, and we'll maybe do some stuff. Well, I think. Connor, you're doing a, a podcast after the final, aren't you? When are you doing that? We're going to do it on... That's still to be decided. It's the sun, but, uh, Sunday or Monday. Yeah, <laughs> probably Monday, let's be honest. But uh, just before we do sign off, we've got loads of stuff going up on the site this week before the game. Marco Jackson's looking back on the previous time. You oh, the Septima. Netflix. I remember that. 1998. Yes. The Septima. 1-0. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid. Maybe a sign of things to come. And Kev P has looked at Morata against Iguain, two number nines playing their former clubs in the final. So interesting angles. There we go. So obviously keep an eye on keep an eye on the FFTV, the YouTube channel. Um, then there'll be a little post up there when Connor and the gang get together to do the, their live podcast, so you can get to see their faces for a whole forty-five minutes uninterrupted, which is obviously fantastic. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe as well send us your predictions on Twitter as well. That would be lovely too. So that's pretty much it. Say say bye, Connor. Bye, Connor. Say bye, Podrick. Bye. I knew he was going to be a smart. He is. He is like that. You just. Knew. I have to do it before Podrick did. After that, there's nothing else left for me to say other than Arrivederci.
strisce Portaci dove vuoi Verso le tue conquiste Flexibility, take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.